Sedano and LZ here on 710 ESPN. Scotty Cap hanging out with us today. LZ will be out today and tomorrow doing adult things like, you know, covering an election. I mean, whatever. Doesn't have time for us. But uh, but we're glad to have you, Cap. You have time for us. I'm glad to be here. I have a question. What, what exactly, and maybe everybody knows this and I should know this, but what is it exactly that LC leaves and does? Because I've seen him on CNN plenty of times. What is he doing? So he is like a correspondent for them and ABC for that matter. Um, he works for multiple entities. LZ is like the person with the most jobs I've ever met. Um, and I say this in a glowing way, right? Like he's got an ABC gig, right? He's got a CNN gig. He's got this gig. He's got the LA Times gig. He probably has another gig I'm not familiar with uh, or, that, or that I haven't necessarily asked him about but uh, or that he hasn't necessarily volunteered. But, yeah, he's got a lot of gigs, man. Wow, he's got a lot. Of, he's got to know a lot of stuff. You know, like I'll give you an example, George. So last week, after the World Series had come to an end and the Dodgers had won, and then um, you know there really wasn't anything for me to do every night. I mean, I, right. I, I, for for months I've been sitting every single night religiously, yeah. right, watching basketball into baseball, and then all of a sudden it was like boom, it was gone, and mm -hmm. I got into my regular routine like, oh, I'm so excited, I'm going to watch the game, and I turn on the TV and there was nothing, and then it occurred to yeah. me, oh my God, like the election is next week, which is right. tomorrow. Because right. there was nothing. Yeah, nothing. And now you're just sitting there. Now, you got football, not necessarily the greatest football at night, uh, but you've got some football. If you're into college, you're going to start having games like, you know, during the week, too. There's a Thursday night college game. There's hell, there's Tuesday night college games. <laughs> if you like, like the Mac, if you're, you know, I, I listen, I'll bet on a game. I have no issues betting on games. I'm not one of these people that believes that, uh, you know, I jokingly say degenerate, but I feel like we all kind of dive into that realm occasionally. But Tuesday night action, it ain't for me, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't got that. I don't need that kind of a hit or fix, right? That I got to bet on games in like these lower division one uh, games. Like, I'm not into that. I've seen South Alabama play on ESPN like eight times already this season. <laughs> Seriously, they were like ESPN. I think I think the ESPN college football execs were like, well, what are we going to do without college football? And yeah. then they were like, listen. We'll get South Alabama to play. We'll have football. Yeah. And South Alabama was like, wait, we can play on ESPN every week? I think South Alabama has had more national TV airtime than Notre Dame so far this <laughs> football season. It does feel that way. But the Pac-12 is back this week, and that'll be fun. Um, basketball may be back by December. That is still up in the air. The two sides are going to be meeting. Uh, they have till this coming Friday, November 6th, is the deadline that's been it's been extended to this Friday where they can decide on when they're going to have a season. And look, there's a lot of things to try to figure out. Finances, scheduling, right? Like there's it's not an easy task by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. I just hope Scott for their sake and I do want to get to this Danny Green sound where it. he threw shade at the Clippers. I I don't want it to get to the point where remember what happened with Major League Baseball? And it felt like they had this momentum when nobody was playing during the pandemic and baseball could really get out in front of everyone and take the lead at least during the early parts of the pandemic, and they blew that. And I don't want basketball to blow its window because I do think it's important for them to play on Christmas. You know why? Because I think Roger Goodell, Sneaky Goodell, is in there trying to say, well, wait a second. If they don't play on Christmas, we could probably play on Christmas. There could be a game that we can throw on there on Christmas for the NFL. And if you're the NBA, you don't want Goodell sniffing around Christmas. 
So I'm with you on this. I think that I, I certainly understand where the NBA players are coming from. That, hey, look, we just wrapped this thing up. We need our time. Everybody's got to recover. But really, what we're talking about are the Lakers, and I guess the Heat, and maybe a few of the other teams yeah, that were the, kind the of there. Yeah, the final four teams, I guess, right? right. If you really but, think about but it. But you got to think about it from the, the greater good. It, what is best for the NBA? And I'll tell you this. I know it may be a long stretch for these guys. And, hey, George, I don't even know what they're going to do next year because – you suspect that everybody's going to play at home, even if it means playing in front of smaller crowds. But you, they're certainly not going to bubble these guys, not not to the no. extent that they did last year. No. So I would say to these NBA players, guys, you got to get back out there as quickly as you can. Right now, you'd be playing. I mean, this is this would be the time of the year where these guys would be getting started, and it's obviously not going to happen. So you have to find a way to play for Christmas. Yeah, I just think, first of all, it also puts you back on as normal a schedule as you can. That's I think it. a you lot of things back. were working against the NBA um, this past, when they had to do the restart. Everybody was going at the same time, right? So I think they clearly saw that they kind of got a little bit of the short end of the stick, particularly going up against football a ton during the playoffs. So you want to eliminate that. And, and just get yourself back on a normal schedule. You dominated June and July if you were the NBA. You owned those months, and you need to get back to that. And if look, if you're the top 20 guys in the league, you probably want to play in the Olympics because there's a lot of branding opportunities for you there on top of just the normal pageantry of playing for your country. But let's face it, you know, everyone likes making money, and if you go to the Olympics, you've got that opportunity. But the only way you can make that happen is if you end the season by the end of June so you can then play in the Olympics in Japan in 2021. And here's the other thing. The league has made it very clear. Okay, if you guys want to start after you know after Martin Luther King Day, then we're only doing a 50-game season to keep us on that schedule because we're going to stick to that schedule no matter what. So if you're the NBA players, do you want to lose 20 games worth of salary? on top of the escrow money that you're going to have to put in um, to make sure that everybody's gotten the, the right piece of the pie, et cetera, I, I wouldn't want to do that. All, all to what? To sacrifice three weeks of extra rest? I just don't think it's worth it, personally. Nope. And I would tell these guys, hustle up and get out there. Because, you, you know, one thing about it was we were zoned in, we were locked in, but America wasn't the way we all were. Right. And and look, we can all talk about why was that? You know, people try and break down. I've heard you talk about this before, George, where people try and break down um, a metric that they use for either success or failure, and that's TV ratings. Right. And the fact is, this year, whether it's political messaging, which a lot of people want to use as an excuse, or different time of year, it's not basketball season, the ratings weren't as strong around the country as they were for all of us here. We watched, we were locked in, we zoned in. The rest of the country did not. Same goes for Major League Baseball. The sooner that the, that the leagues can get themselves back on their regular schedule so that they're playing during basketball season, baseball season, etc., as soon as they can do that, it'll be best for them. And then, by the way, once we get through the election, and then who knows what's going to happen with the pandemic, then maybe those ratings will start to come back because the election will be in the rear view. Right, and just people are back on whatever normal habits that they had watching sports, for sure. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back in three minutes, and you're going to want to listen to Danny Green absolutely shading the little brother Clippers. You're going to want to listen to this. Trust me when I tell you, if you're a Laker fan, you're going to love this. If you're a Clipper fan, you're not going to love what Danny Green had to say. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yeah! Return of the Mac! Uh, this is my jam right here, Cap. This is a drive with the windows down, hit hit up PCH, you know what I mean? Just drive down towards the beach, sunrise, sunset, whatever you want. Just nice, sunny, relaxed, but the wind in your hair, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is your jam, huh? This is it right here. This is a good driving song, man. It's like, but here, I'm going to give you the picture. Window down. You're kind of leaning towards the right, like you got your elbow on like the center console, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. left hand on the steering wheel, kind of wrist bent a little yep, bit. So you yep. kind of have a little control and you're just kind of, yeah, your head bobbing. That's what you do to this song. Yeah, I'm feeling you, George. You got me. I, you there painted you a beautiful picture. I was with you the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of painting beautiful pictures, Danny Green of your Los Angeles Lakers painting the picture. Of the Clippers' dysfunction. So, Danny Green was a guest on the uh, Ringers podcast, the NBA podcast for the Ringer, with Raja Bell and Logan Murdoch. And he shaded the Clippers. Basically said karma bit them in the ass. Here's what Danny Green said on the Ringers podcast. Well, they're a very confident team, rightfully so. They got some great additions, and they might have been different in a outside of bubble situation. But seeing the billboards, you know, as expected, you know, them talking a little bit, you know, as expected. I do think that when you're, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, I think, I do think that when you're, let's say, predetermined or if you're just, I think the basketball gods will humble you if you don't, you know, play the game the right way or do the right thing. I think you shouldn't speak. I mean, a lot of people say speak things into existence, which is cool, I like that, but I'm not, you shouldn't be as cocky because a lot of times you're talking that it's going to go the opposite way. You know, some, some way, somehow, um, you know, things ironically going to turn out the way you talk, opposite of you talking. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. You can do that. I just don't like to do that. I don't like to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to beat their ass tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So to his point, Cap, and again, that's courtesy of The Ringer, the NBA podcast with Raja Bell and Logan Murdoch. And he's got a point to an extent, right? Now, I don't think it was solely the basketball gods, although I don't know about you. I believe in the basketball gods. I believe in the football gods. I believe in the sports gods, okay? I believe in this uh, cosmic karmic power that sometimes things come back and bite you in the ass, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I do believe that I believe that in life too I think you know reap what you sow right all that kind of stuff and again it wasn't all that I think got the Clippers they did have some injuries to deal with real stuff right but there was this sense that they were like laser focused the Clippers on the Lakers and we could beat the Lakers and we're gonna beat the Lakers and you heard him mention the billboards and you know uh, earn, not given, right? You know, uh, all the stuff that they put up. I don't remember all the billboard phrases and whatnot, but they put them up all over the city, including right outside our office there at LA Live, okay? And they kind of forgot that, hey, there's other teams you have to worry about on the way to the Lakers, you know what I mean? So Denver bit them in the butt. And then the other part of it is this, is it felt like they cheated the process a little bit. They tried. They only played 12 games with their entire starting lineup in the regular season, okay? 
And, and that included the restart in the bubble or whatever during the regular season portion of it. And there's just no way on God's green earth in that sport, I don't care how talented you are, you're going to cheat that process and not gain the proper chemistry on the court. So, George, l- let, me, let me say this about what Danny Green had to say about the Clippers. My, my first question is, who is Danny Green? Can someone explain to me who Danny Green is? And I say it like that this way. You know his career. You know you know how many years he was in San Antonio. He went to Toronto. He won there. He's a, a, a first-year Laker. Every single time Danny Green put the ball up in the air, I went, no! Danny Green does a lot of talking for a guy who is not really the spokesperson. Uh, to me, <laughs> LeBron is the spokesperson. Yes. And if it's not LeBron, then it's AD. And right. there are a few guys, like, for example, like a guy Rondo. like Jared Dudley who might yeah. – talk about the Clippers, but he also played for the Clippers at one point. So he kind of has a, a his finger on the pulse of the difference between playing for the Clippers and playing for the Lakers. Just question, why does Danny Green do all this talking? Can someone explain that to me? Is he is he Magic Johnson? Did I miss that? No, he's not, but he's also okay. the, he's probably the more media-friendly guy or maybe the most media-friendly guy outside of Jared Dudley on that roster. Okay, so so it's about the reason that Danny Green is always having press conferences and the reason he's always being, you know, cut up and we like, hey, we got sound tonight for the show. It's Danny Green. And I'm always like, I don't want to hear what Danny Green has to say. I want Danny Green to be in the gym working on his shot. So listen, I hear what he's saying about the basketball gods and about being cocky um, and all of that is fair. But I kind of also got to say, I feel like the Lakers called their shot and they completed the deal. You know, and, and, and I think you're right that the Clippers zoned in on the Lakers and getting over on the Lakers rather than focusing on what was right in front of them at the time. And as far as the, the, the team playing only 12 games combined all year, I mean, look, the stories of how certain guys were being treated in that locker room right. and, and how they were being protected, yeah, maybe they did try and cheat the system. Or, or since you love the gods, Maybe we should be thinking about this more cosmically speaking yeah. and, and less about just X's and O's on the floor. Just like we talked about earlier with the Chargers, that they, they have a, a 99% probability of winning a particular game and they find a way to lose it. The Clippers are the same kind of franchise. It doesn't matter who the owner is. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter if they go out and they get the biggest available superstar free agent. There's just something that is inherently wrong and always has been with that franchise. Yeah, yeah. I think that they do have a lot of that inherently, uh, you know, inherent issues, you know, as far as a franchise. They're the the Clipper curse, right, Greg Bergman? That's right. The Clipper curse is a real thing. I don't care what anybody Listen, the Denver Nuggets series proved that to me. Cap, I always kind of – look – for years, I've been hearing about it. I've been ta- I've been seeing it, but I'm like, eh, it's different. This time, they have Kawhi, right? A guy who's won two championships, been a Finals MVP twice. Like, I'm like, if there's anything that's going to disprove there's no Clipper curse, it's this. And then it happened. So to Greg Bergman's point, the Clipper curse is real. Laura, Clipper curse, it is real, yes? 100% real, and I love it. Yeah. And you want to know something, George? When, you, when you're the Clippers right now, and you, or just let's go back to, to pre-Doc Rivers being fired. And I say it like that because to me, that's what it was. But you, you look at that organization and you say, okay, on paper, this is the perception going into the season. A lot of people said this, Clippers are better. 
Just look in roster, top to bottom. I don't care about LeBron and AD. There's so much more on the Clippers. Then I would hear people say, wow, I'm really worried because if the Lakers play the Clippers and there's matchup problems and and this guy's going to be able to guard that guy. And there there was some concern, I would say, this year that maybe it was true. Maybe yeah. maybe the Clippers do have the better, you know, organization, but they don't. They, they really don't. Like you can you can take Jerry West out of the Lakers offices and you can put Jerry West into the Clippers offices and he may be great and classy and he may be awesome at what he's done building teams, but he's still building the Clippers. Yeah, they tried to do a cheat code, the Clippers, and it didn't work out. But speaking of cheat codes, I've got some for you. You ready? I'm listening. Laura, do me a favor. Just find me any music, just anything that that bumps a little bit. Just give me something, because you know, tomorrow is election day, Cap, and you and I will be on the air tomorrow. So it wouldn't say America if we didn't try to figure out some sort of capitalistic way to capitalize on uh, election day. So what we've got is a bunch of companies, big companies around the country, including here in Southern California, are discounting stuff that you would want, including food. For example, Krispy Kreme is giving customers a glazed donut and a special voting sticker while supplies last tomorrow. So if you find a Krispy Kreme near your house, head out there. Chili's is selling a Presidente Margarita for $5. If you've never ordered P.F. Chang's before, they're doing, uh, get this, $10 off uh, your deal for new diners through Grubhub. So if you never used them on Grubhub, you can get the 10 bucks off there. Jersey Mike's is offering free turkey subs and free delivery for orders of 10 bucks or more on Election Day through Grubhub. Grubhub's also doing a Burger King offering of $3 off your orders of $18 or more. Jimmy John's, 50% off a second sandwich if you buy 8-inch or 16-inch online. McDonald's are boys giving us free apple fritters, free blueberry muffins, or free cinnamon roll when you buy a coffee with the app. So there's a lot of things going on tomorrow, including if you want to get to the polls, Lyft is helping voters get to the polls with 50% off one ride up to $10 at any polling station. And Uber is giving up automatically a a 50% off discount on rides up to $7 each way or $14 for two round trips if you're going to a poll tomorrow. So people are trying to make money and help business along for election day because they figured like you who's who's taking a long time you didn't early vote you mm. got to get to the polls they're make they're incentivizing you to go to the polls and take advantage of election day so i just want to start off by saying this crispy cream the first one you started george very smart very very smart if you told me i could go to crispy cream get a donut which i'd have food guilt if i ate it but if i did and I could also get the sticker that looked like the I voted sticker. Yeah. That'd probably be good for me. I, I'd probably do that. I, I'd be very inclined to just walk around proudly and show my I voted sticker. And everybody's like, oh, he voted. That's right. right. And what they yeah. don't know is I didn't vote. I just went to Krispy Kreme. So that's right. a brilliant idea. I think that's a very, very smart idea. But you put it on Instagram and then everyone's like, oh, he voted. But right. take advantage of, of the respect. election day discounts that are happening around town. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano LZ, Scott Kaplan hanging out with us today and tomorrow. We're happy to have him, of course. Uh, it is election day tomorrow. LZ will be covering the election. It's actually what he's doing right now. Now, I heard Ireland today with uh, Clinton Yates, because Mason's on vacation, because of course Mason's, Mason is on vacation. Mm-hmm. You'll learn this, Cap. Mason's always on vacation, it feels like. I um, Listen, I go so far back with Steve, not far as far back as you and me, but let me tell you, I know Steve Mason's game. I know his deal. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Bergman, you produced Mason in Ireland for a long time. Um, how many weeks of vacation do you think Mason took a year? Like literally, like literally took, because I know you get, I think we all get like four or five weeks off. I feel like he always goes over that. Let's see. There's 52 weeks in a year. Uh, it's probably close to 30 something. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was actually, it's, it's usually about seven to eight weeks total. But it's so funny. Cause he's like, he'll, he'll be like, Oh yeah, I need a vacation. And I'm like, where are you going? You know what I mean? It's a pandemic. Like, why are you wasting your vacation time right now? Yeah. I Cause think, he like, uh, he just likes to be away. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's <laughs> quarantining. Maybe, maybe after his trip down to Arlington and being around all those people in a stadium, maybe he's just gone into a little private quarantine. Yeah, maybe. I guess. I just think he's always looking for an excuse not to work. Seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> I do think there's that. So, I mean, anyway. Um, so, the, Ireland and Clinton today, we're talking about Election Day being a holiday. Uh, we were just talking about those, uh, you know, discounts that businesses are giving for Election Day. Do you believe it should be a holiday? Because, I look, it, it is in a lot of countries, so I, I'm with that. So, the thing about... Election Day being a holiday is um, here. Here's my issue with it. So, look, let me say this, George. I have not voted yet. I actually will do the old school thing tomorrow. I will go to a polling place. I will show up, bring my ID, have them look in that book that they look in. They'll find me. I'll be like having my fingers crossed like I'm OK, right? Like I'm good. I, I, I am registered, right? I'm good. And, and, and then I'll vote and then I'll move on with my life. It, it's, it's a really old school practice right like like going to the bank like do you ever go to the bank anymore not really okay do you do most of your banking on apps on your phone either that or just the, the like a desktop sometimes or my laptop yeah but mostly on my phone yes okay so you don't go to the bank let me ask you this when was the last time you went to the post office when was the last time you needed to go to the post office <sighs> um I ha- a few months ago, I sent something to my mom, and that was just what I did. I just did like an overnight thing. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, so why do some of us wait until Tuesday to go to the polls? I'll explain to you why I do it, because I don't trust the postal service. You know, I mean. Okay. I, I, so, so for me, and, and that's that's first of all. I mean, I'm I'm putting it out there. I don't trust the process of voting, putting it in the mail, and dropping it. Now, somebody's going to be out there going, no, dude, don't be a dumbass. It's actually you put it in some kind of a polling thing. Yeah, that's what I did. I put it yeah. in a Dropbox. Yeah. Right. So I haven't used it. And, and, and here's I am sitting on a pile of mail. 
I mean, it could be like six months of a pile of mail. Why don't you just go paperless on some of your mail? Like, I I do that. Like, all my bills are all paperless now. I don't know what all this mail is. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it. I I got so much mail somewhere probably inside this mail is the ballot that apparently everybody receives that I didn't receive. So so rather than acknowledge that I didn't find the ballot that was probably sent to me, I'm blaming yeah. it on the U.S. Postal Service. I don't right. trust you people. It's a just terrible easier. Thing to do. Even though you don't even have to use them by any, for right. any reason. You just now, go to the drop. There's got to be a drop box near your house. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Why is it that in 2020, we haven't been able to... We, we've, we all went from one day I'm going to work to the next day, the rest of the year, nobody goes to work anymore. We've all been able to figure out how to work from home. Whatever job it is that you have, you've likely figured out how to do your job from home. In fact, a number of people have even moved. They're like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm moving. I'm going someplace else because I don't have to be here anymore. I can do my job from anywhere. Why can't we figure out some sort of a digital polling voting system that would allow us to vote on our computers? So, I mean, I'll tell you why. Okay, go ahead. Because of hacking. And uh, the hackers are always going to be ahead of us. And I okay. think that that I think but, that is the, the fear that people have. Whereas if you have if you do now, granted, a lot of these places also are digital, but those digital uh, votes also create a paper trail too. like you can print those out. In theory, that's what they're supposed to do at the polling places is print those out. And that way there is an actual paper trail as well. Um, I, I guess you could probably still do that virtually, but that I would imagine that if you're connected to a network, then it's just easier to hack. I am not a computer expert by any stretch of the imagination, so I'm literally just flying from the seat no, off the sounded, seat of my pants right That now. sounded like you are an expert. It sounded so cool. I'm like, why can't they just do it on your computer? Hacking. Yes, that's why. That's yeah. exactly right, George. Yeah. So look. Have you, ju- seen, um, have you seen The Perfect Weapon, the documentary on HBO? I have not yet. You should watch that. Okay, tell me. I mean, I, I don't want to give it all away, but it's basically about hacking. It's about... Uh, the Sony hack. Uh, it's about uh, Vegas uh, when the I think it was the wind properties that were uh, that were hacked a number mm-hmm. of years ago, mm-hmm. and how how hacking has evolved into warfare. Basically, so here, so so the question originally was: Should Election Day be a national holiday? Yes. And and, and I just want to say that if we decide to make a national holiday out of Election Day, just know this: every person that you know that voted. By, by already filling in their ballot and putting it into the drop box, every person that's already voted, you folks will have to accommodate people like myself, which, by the way, I'm not for. I think you should demand that absolutely oh, no. not. No, 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 no. It's great because I can still vote by mail, and then I still get the day off, and I don't have to go to the polling place. Okay, so in other words, you're willing to accommodate me. Yeah. You're giving me a day off? And I and I can just still do it the way I've been doing it. Like I've lived across the country, you know, all across the country for the last, you know, seven years in different spots: the Northeast, the Southeast, the West Coast. Now, and I've voted by mail constantly. I've never done um, that. So I, you know, I basically since I've left South Florida in 2013, I have voted by mail. Yeah. So because of that, I, uh, I, I I'm okay with it. So if they want, if we want to make it a holiday. I, and I can still vote by mail. I'm totally still down to vote by mail and then take the day off yeah. and let people like you stand in a line because I hate waiting in line. So do I. I do hate waiting in line. And I'm telling you right so now. So why the hell do you wait to the last second? I, you know why? And, it, and it's in part, I suppose, in part, there's something about walking in there and looking down at the ballot 
and sure, I get that. Right now, there I've is a. Ba- you can decision. still look down at the ballot in your kitchen. You know that, right? I do. I listen. I, I guess <laughs> I've, I've gone e-banking. I've, I've I've gotten progressive with my banking. I can do that. I yeah. I, I haven't held a newspaper in ten years. Listen, so I, listen. I feel cool. You, you, you even my mom. My 80-year-old mom, okay, who still banks, okay? She's one of those people, not right now during a pandemic, but she did like to go to the bank, okay? She liked to do her own groceries at 80 years old. She'd get in an Uber or Lyft or whatever, a taxi cab, and, you know, go down to the grocery store. Or she'd walk to the grocery store and come back in, like, an Uber, Lyft, or a taxi cab or whatever she could find quickly. Um, And she would walk to the bank because she could walk to her bank where she lives. You know, but... She, even she votes by mail, okay? Like, she's been voting by, by mail for years. Now, granted, she's an elderly person, so it just makes it easier. She doesn't have to stand in line. But if my 80-year-old mother can do it, if my mommy, okay, me mama, mm-hmm. can do that, Scott Kaplan, you can do it. Okay, let me ask you something, though, because you brought up earlier the notion of saving money on Election Day. All these companies are doing things to incentivize you to use their brand, right? Right. You mentioned McDonald's. Yeah. You mentioned Burger King. I heard right. you mentioned Jimmy John's. And Jersey some of them Mike's. are using the app, by the way. McDonald's, okay. you get all that free stuff if you use uh, buy a coffee via their app. Okay. Very smart by McDonald's. Drive yeah. people to your app. Drive installs. Okay, I got it. But let me ask you something. Have you ever ordered fast food? And I say fast food. I'm talking McDonald's, Burger King. Right. And, Jack and, in the Box, Del Taco, whatever. Yeah. Have you ordered fast food through a delivery service yet? No. Okay. Me neither. No, now, no, now but again. that just seems silly. Like if of I'm going to order, because it's like 10 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, by the time I pay all the fees and all that stuff, I'm, I'm paying almost twice the amount of what the of what the food costs. So if it's like a fast food joint, I'd rather just get in the car and, and go myself. But if it's going to be like, I don't know, Chinese food or sushi or uh, Italian or whatever, yes. then I'll I'll go and use Postmates or that's, Grubhub or DoorDash or that's whatever. That's my point. I've got right. a hang up, George. I've got a hang up. Sushi, I'll order from a DoorDash. Uh, Italian food, I'll order from a DoorDash. McDonald's, fast food, I would never order fast food from no. a DoorDash. Right. That's just silly because you're paying too much for it. It's amazing how these companies have evolved. DoorDash, last night I ordered some Thai. And it showed up on the door. The doorbell rang. I opened the door. I looked down. There it was. And I'm telling you, it was steaming hot. Like I yeah. was just right there. Yeah. So how do they do that? Yeah. They drive really fast. Or they I pick guess. up or you picked a place that was very close to your house. I don't know how it worked, but it worked out pretty darn well. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. <laughs> it worked out better for you than it did for the Rams and Chargers this weekend. That's for sure. <laughs> your tie your tie came in clutch, whereas they did not. No, that's true. I, in fact, it's funny. While you and I were sitting here, I, I've done two things while, we were, while we've been hanging out. I watched the fourth quarter of the Rams game, and I mm. watched the fourth quarter of the Chargers game. I watched both fourth quarters while you and I have been sitting here working today, working hard, by the way. Right. And, and I just – the Chargers, the statistics are so fascinating, George – when you look at this, and these were plastered everywhere all over social media yesterday. Teams, when leading by 17-plus points this season, entering into this past weekend, the Chargers 0-3. So imagine that. You've had three games where you were up by 17-plus points. By the way, two of them were against Tom Brady and Drew Brees. And, and you still found a way to lose. Everybody else in the NFL, 52-1 and combined, when leading by 17 points. It's insane. The Chargers are the first team ever, George, ever in NFL history to yeah. blow leads of 16-plus points in four straight games. Can you imagine? Four straight games, yeah. they've had a 16-point lead, or at least 
they've had a 16-point lead in four different games. But you understand my point. No one's ever done this before. This is unprecedented failure. You know who feels good about the Chargers? Tell me. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, finally, it's not us. <laughs> oh, man, the Chargers are the Clippers. That's just who they are. That is. That is the equation. Are you Now, Greg Berman, you're also a Raider fan. Uh, I would imagine you like that comparison. Yeah, I would absolutely do. Man, mm-hmm. they really are, Scott. You kind of <laughs> nailed it on that one. By the way, why, why do the Rams uniforms and the Chargers uniforms look so much alike? Yeah, I don't love the Rams uniforms. I got to be honest with you. I've been saying that. I mean, I've said that a bunch of times. It's not like, but I don't think you and I have talked about it. I thought I would have stuck with what they had. I get that you want to make more money and all that stuff. But man, those were some sweet unis, those first ones they had. Scott Kaplan, excellent work as always. I will talk to you tomorrow. I appreciate you, buddy, and the entire team. Yes, sir. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Laura. The Sean McVay Show. Even though I don't love the Rams uniforms, I love me some Sean McVay. He's coming up next.